This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Been a great show. Because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Don't have to uh, make it up or read people's text on the air. Nothing like that. We have the uh, NBA in-season tournament, Knicks and the Bucks tonight. And the winner goes to Vegas. How about that? Winner goes to Vegas to meet Indiana. You kidding and me? Tyrese Halliburton, who the Knicks could have had. Boy, has he become a player. What the F? <laughs> yeah. He had a triple-double yesterday against the, uh, the Celtics. Had a four-point play to break a tie. That's playing, Peter. No, I, I saw he was he was he was on it, man. He's a good kid. I got to know him a little bit. He was at he's a huge wrestling fan. So um, I met him at the last a couple uh, uh, premium live events back. I met Tyrese. He's a he's a kid, man, and a hell of a player. And he, I love what he said the other day. He said, "Listen, I you know, I made the All Star team last year. You know, he certainly had, got his money. He said, but I'm tired of losing. I don't want to be a loser anymore." And they they've got something good, as Don said earlier. They got something good going on in uh, in Indianapolis. They do twenty six point nine points per game. He's averaging. He shoots fifty two percent from the field, forty four point seven from three points, averaging eleven point nine assists. He's a, he's a real deal. Remember what Wally Zerbiak said about him last year? Yeah, and that kind of got how. But I understand what Zerbiak was saying because he was advocating for Brunson. But Halliburton deserves to be an All Star. It, it, it still, uh, it still didn't play great. I think Wally knows but that. T- yeah, it didn't. That that age, that 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 take age like milk on the left out of the kitchen but, counter. But it's another team that can be in the way of the Knicks. They score a ton of points, and who knows if they end up winning this whole cup thing? Does that drive them through? So, it's always a team. When nobody was talking about the Heat all year, a couple of years ago, nobody was talking about the Hawks. It's all about the Celtics. It's all about the Bucks. It's all about the Sixers. And can the Knicks finish third? Can they finish fourth? What if the Pacers now are, are going to com- compete for a spot there? And once again, everybody, the Knicks could have had Halliburton. Yeah. But, you know, Brunson still. But you're right. They could have had him right in there the in the draft. Yeah. Um, Tommy DeVito is the quarterback for the Giants, at least this week. And um, Brian Dable said he's earned it, and he has. He's played very well, six touchdowns, one interception. One thing I like about him, he doesn't turn the ball over. He, he just doesn't. And I, I keep wondering, guys, the impact of that Jets' unlikely comeback against the Giants. If they don't win that game, the Jets are in position to, to pick one of the great quarterbacks that's coming out this year. Right. And if the Giants win that game, they're, they, they're in really good shape in terms of the playoffs. But now it's 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 certainly a long shot. But they'd be they'd be five and seven, right? Yeah, they're four and eight. They'd be five and seven if they'd won that game, and they should have won that game. They did win that game, and Dable did not have Devito throw the ball. Now it's hard to argue with him because that game was won. No, now we had Banks on. I can't remember if he told us this on that Wednesday show or whether he told me off the air. Don't that, don't give away that stuff. You don't want to be, you know. Well, no, no, there wasn't anything, okay. you know. He, he said that he he believed that the weather was the major reason why they didn't have him throw. It wasn't so much they didn't believe in him. It's just that it was a lack of experience, and also the weather was awful. Um, so maybe it wasn't completely because of, of who he was, but that was a winnable game. They should have won that game, and they win that game. And as you said, the Jets are you know pretty much eliminated. The Giants, I still don't think, make it. But they're 
much more alive. But it's interesting. DeVito has played well. And, and, and I wonder if it's also a message thing, guys, too. Like, the guy's done everything right. He's getting better each week. Do we really do we really want to stunt his growth and, and, and sit him down for a guy we already know about, a guy that's not going to be here next year? And it's probably, if, if Tyrod's better, which I probably think he is, it might be marginal enough to still go with DeVito the rest of the way. And you know what else it does, Don? We didn't even talk about this. It kind of bolsters the thought that Brian Dable's a quarterback genius. This guy's an undrafted free agent, and he's actually playing. He's not great by any stretch of the imagination. It's a great story. But he's playing serviceable football out of nowhere. And you know when he was the third quarterback on the practice squad, he wasn't working with Dable. So this has been over the last three or four weeks. This burnishes his reputation as a guy who and, really knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. You know, and maybe maybe he doesn't develop it into the level of a pro bowler or even a starter, but it took a non-entity into now somebody who could be a legit backup quarterback for this organization, a heck of a lot cheaper than Tyrod Taylor or anybody of Tyrod Taylor's ilk. So, yeah, maybe there is something to that, and that's part of the thing, right, Peter? It's not just about who you draft. What do you do with them once you draft them? Can you work with them? Can you make them better? That's the problem with the Jets organization is, is that it's always about getting the player, tank for the player. Well, why not try, why don't you try developing players every once in a while? I, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think this was the right move. I'm going to push back on two things. I, I, I don't think the difference at this point between Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor is as nominal as you're making it sound. I think it's substantial. It's I, I don't, fair. We have no knowledge yet of whether DeVito can actually play. I, I just, It's a really nice story, and if he puts together the rest of the season, then I will be the captain of the ship, and I promise everyone on Monday night I will be rooting for Tommy DeVito. I hope he balls out. But so far, he, he's playing powder puff against teams who aren't real okay. football teams. Let, we're going to see Monday didn't he, night. Didn't he play well against the Commanders? They're not a real football team? Did I stutter when I said it? <laughs> wow. They're a joke. They're an, they gave up 45 points in back-to-back weeks. I mean, this is a team that's it's over. They obviously have moved on right. from this season. So let me see Monday night against a Packers team that is overachieving, that is looking to make a playoff run, and is really playing hard, beat the Chiefs last week. Let me see that, and Tommy DeVito balls out, and let's have a conversation. But we did say that you would kind of reevaluate if they had beaten the Patriots. Now, I know the Patriots are awful, but they are pretty good defensively. First, was it the first team in the history since the 30s to lose, what, three straight games allowing 10 points or less? Like it's impossible. Like and even Justin Herbert was shut down, didn't have a touchdown in that game. So is it that embarrassing that Tommy DeVito didn't throw a touchdown pass against the Patriots when Justin Herbert couldn't do it? No, but at the same so, time, but we he didn't make sit a mistake. Here and talk about how great it is, Don, when when one of those games is a, a, a Patriots game in which they scored ten points. Like but, we just we haven't gotten enough to be jumping up and down. No, yet. But, I'm just but, but, but and, I, and I, I agree with you. I think Tyrod gives them a better chance to win. Where we disagree is that I don't think it's, the gap is as big because it wasn't like Tyrod was throwing touchdowns all over the place either. But we barely got this. Tyrod's barely played on this team either. I'm just saying Tyrod has an entire body of work, right? Of like a slightly over 500 quarterback over many games in which he has an actual touchdown to interception ratio that one can look at and process. We know nothing over the course. 
Breer. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Tyrod Taylor, 62 touchdowns over 26 picks. We can't really have a no, conversation hey, about Tommy but, doing that. But just also, can't. the elephant in the room, guys, that isn't being discussed is they may be mathematically alive. But all of a sudden, that Packer game doesn't look as winnable now two weeks later, right? <laughs> After wins against the Lions and the Chiefs, you're not feeling great no matter who the quarterback is against the Packers. So are they really alive? Mathematically, they are. But would it be bad of the organization to look at it and go, yeah, we can kind of keep this dream alive, but it could come at the expense of, but, of seeing this kid develop? But I also think that the team's behind him. Saquon's yeah. one of the leaders. He's behind him. So you're not alienating the team. So that that's an important aspect, too. And you see whether or not the guy could be the backup quarterback next year at a cheap price. And, and, and I don't think coaches, and I'm sure this didn't enter into the decision, but, Peter, you'd have to admit, for a game that doesn't have a lot of juice on Monday night, it's got a little more because DeVito's playing. Absolutely. A thousand. A thousand. Listen, we're all generally on the same page. I'm just trying to give two things. One, give Tyrod his props as, an, as a true professional quarterback who's proven that. He's 500 as, a, as an NFL starter over like 50-some games with a great TD-to-pick ratio. And to point out, while as awesome as the Tommy DeVito story is, and I hope he becomes the man, it has not happened yet. It's all been cute. Let's see if he puts it together over the next month. All right. Now, speaking of backup quarterbacks, the Jets added Brett Ripien, Rippin to Rippin. the um, to the uh, the fray. So Tim Boyle released. Tim Boyle, remember, was the third quarterback. So the Jets have really struck out when it comes to backup quarterbacks behind Rodgers. Tim mm-hmm. Boyle showed enough in a game and a half that they released him. And brought in Brett Rippon. So it's now Simeon Rippon, and who's going to start? We don't know. But why didn't they bring... Uh, this just makes me angry. Why didn't they bring him in sooner? I would have taken Brett Rippon sooner. I mean, listen, the guy doesn't have a lot, but he's he's played a game. Has he won, has he won any games? He's 2-2 two and two as two a starter. He's actually 1-1 one and one against the Jets. He, he made two starts against the Jets. He, he, was the, he was the Bronco quarterback when the Jets beat him last year. But you're right. Why was that not an option? Anybody, I mean, really. he, he hasn't been good. He's, he's, but, but, like, man, I just cannot believe what they've been trotting out. Now, now how one do you guy- go? Uh, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. No, go. How do you go from Tim Boyle that didn't belong in the NFL based on his college statistics? So, well, you got to have to have him. He knows Nathaniel Hackett's system. To, and he's buddies to, with Aaron Rodgers. But none of that. But then now you, he went from he has to be on the team to now you can cut him? Like, isn't that strange? He's got to be the, He's got to be on this team, guy. He's got to be the backup quarterback, guys. We're good. We don't have to find somebody else. We have Tim Boyle. Now, it, he has played awful, but now all of a sudden all those relationships and knowing the system, cut. It is amazing. Everything that's come out of the, the jet facility over the last two months, it, it, it just makes them look bad. You know, the Beningo stuff today with Sala, then Rogers talking about he's blasting the organization for chicken bleep leaks to the media. This was on the Pat McAfee show. That's a problem with this organization. We need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately because there's no place in a winning culture where, and this isn't the only time, there's been a bunch of other leaks. Now, I understand what he's saying, and I essentially agree with him, but there have been winning teams that, that have unbelievable leaks. I mean, the big running joke in 1986 when the Mets won the World Series, you know, Bob Clappish and John Harper covered the team for different newspapers, the Post and the News. One Met said, one Met said. I mean, it was like that was their name, one Met said. 
and they ended up winning a World yeah. Series. So I mean, but even even winning cultures have people that want to want to chirp and they want to get things out there. They don't want to attach their name. So I essentially agree with him. I think it's it's low class when people in an organization uh, besmirch somebody's character by saying something I hate that outrageous. But it it does happen, Aaron. It's not just the it, Jets. I know, but it is the it is. Um against the rule though i mean when you you would have to admit michael that the majority of the time the well-run organizations run a much tighter ship and the loose lips that sink ships usually come from teams that are losing the culture's bad the leadership is bad and to circle back to my original point of the open of the show as as nozzly as rogers could be right now at this particular moment who's got the better chance of plugging that leak Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, or Aaron Rodgers? If it's a player, it'd be Aaron Rodgers. Right. If it's somebody in the front office, he doesn't have any say over that. I, mean, I don't. I don't know. I think he's got full reign. You heard Diana. Yeah, we had Diana Rossini, who broke the original story. Yeah. She stands by her story, and, and she says, "I understand why they they say that didn't happen." But she said, she doubled down. She said it happened, and she said it happened, and a lot of people told her, not just one or two. And that he's running the show, and not like he's got a crown on, like he's the man. He's running the show by design. And he if you think the- that sounds outrageous, Woody Johnson hired a coach on the recommendation of Peyton Manning, who he hardly knows. So uh, if a guy, you know, with the gravitas of, of Rodgers, who's won four MVPs and a Super Bowl, gets into Woody's ear, Woody's going to say, oh, okay, whatever. Now... Rich Samini has been covering the story. He said one source told him that Wilson asked a teammate for advice on the risk-reward of playing a late-season game with no playoff implications. And from that, word got out that he had reservations. Generally speaking, Sala used the analogy of college players weighing the pros and cons of skipping bowl games to preserve their NFL draft value. But you know what? He's got guaranteed money. This is not a, not a college kid whose you know, pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow getting drafted. He's getting paid money to play. And I, he can't really be sitting there calculating ramifications playing for a bad team because Don said this so well yesterday. So that means that Tim Boyle and, and Trevor Simeon, they don't count. They should go get hurt. And also, by the way, Michael, did I miss something? Have they been mathematically eliminated? Is the, is the game against Houston meaningless? Right. Now, we could all believe they're dead, but I'm sorry. I, I think that game still has meaning. Or has the room now given up? Now, Roger said he never spoke to Wilson, according to Rich, on Monday to resolve the situation, as the Athletic reported, but he acknowledged that they speak every day. Hmm. Hmm. So he just avoided that. That's out there like this big Zeppelin in the sky, and you never even broached the subject with him. That seems a little curious and odd. Aaron Rodgers, who's the, who essentially, other than he doesn't have $2 billion invested, owns this team. You're, you hear that your quarterback doesn't want to play, and you talk to him every day, and you never address that. This is what he it. said on McAfee about that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on McAfee earlier today. It is some bullshit, though. That, that oh, report yeah. that came out. The it's pers- what they did. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the gist of the conversation. I know that what was reported was not factually correct as far as like my involvement yeah. like it made it seem like there was some big drama that was going on and then we had to bring in the old guy to say hey call this young guy and you know square everything up it's like but that never happened like that was never a part of any of it like zach and i talk all the time we talk every single day i see him we had long conversations during the game about various things 
I think he's playing the semantics game, which is an easy game for but, someone so bright to play. But I'm sure that that had to come up in conversation. Wouldn't it be malfeasance not right. to bring it up? But like Diana said, he's got to deny it. He's denying the story's true. Right. So he can't say, well, yeah, I did talk to him. Well, why did you talk to him if the story's not true? So he's just following that same logic. He also said on McAfee, some conversations are only meant for certain people and shouldn't leave the building. Well, then he might, that might be one of them. There's a trust that goes along with being in the locker room where you say something to your homie and that bleep doesn't go anywhere. Or you say something in the team meeting and it doesn't go anywhere. There's been too many instances this season where stuff is happening. It's not okay and we need to weed it out in whatever way necessary. Again, he's right on that. Now, you heard Robert Sala yesterday say it'd be a different game if he told Sala, I don't want to play. But all indications are Sala knew he didn't want to play. He had reservations. So, so reservations to the point where Aaron Rodgers had to go speak to him, according to the report. But listening to Sala yesterday, didn't it feel like, listen, I, what am I going to do? I can't do anything about this guy. I can't cut him. Well, I got to live with it. Because that's why I told Robert, I said, you don't seem like the kind of guy that is just going to be like, oh, it's no big deal that there's talk around the room that the guy's got reservations about playing. And according to Diana, this wasn't a few people talking. It's a known fact throughout the entire organization that he had had reservations about going back and playing because he didn't want to get hurt. Michael, we've gotten to know Robert Sala over the last three years. Does that sound like something all gas and no break Robert Sala is going to be cool with that? Or did he just play the semantics game because he can't do anything about it because there's nobody in the organization that would allow him to cut him? So Tim Boyle loses his job. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to John in Staten Island. John. Hey, guys. Hey, happy birthday to Marco. Don, you have a beautiful son. Thank you. And, um... And Jalen, too. They're twins, so she just does a little oh, camera okay. shot. She didn't okay. want to go on the air. I, I hear you. I got I got twin granddaughters. Um, oh, cool. Great work on the Rangers, Don. Uh, Mike, I got much respect for you over the years. You know, I'm a Mets fan. All the work you've done with the Yankees and on stage. And and, and Peter, you with the hip-hop, now with the sports. I think you guys got a great show. Thanks. But, Mike, listen, you might think the guy's conceited, but please don't ever put his name in the same sentence as Joe Flacco. You're talking like you just said, a full-time MVP, okay? Um, any risk you look on, the guy's in the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. John, and, John, wait a minute. I, I didn't and, I didn't, I didn't, compare talent-wise. I'm just saying he's won one Super Bowl. Joe oh. Flacco's won one Super Bowl. That's all how right, he keeps all scoring. Right, let me ask you a question. Who's a better quarterback, Dan Marino or Eli Manning? Is it even comparable? Dan Marino. Right, but but I'm just zero. saying that the, the the equity that you bring into a locker room is championships, right. and he's nine and ten oh, in playoff but, games. He's an unbelievable. He's probably the best quarterback right. of all time. Nine and ten in playoff games, and he walks around like he's Brady with but, seven but, rings. But but he is Brady with seven rings compared to everybody else else in that facility. I get nine, it. There's a team that hasn't that when they miss the playoffs this year. It'll be 13 straight years of missing the playoffs. Right, so I, I understand that, but still, the, the, if you've got to call attention to how great you are, why do you really need to? I mean, he 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 has a, the the strut of the I, I, don't, I can't say that word, but, but he, he walks around like he owns the world. I, I and and he shouldn't do that. I agree with you, but when when you're on a show that's paying you a million dollars to speak, 
But I don't think and Pat you basically McAfee have, said, you go, could, go, go on, on the show and get your million dollars, but I want you to be as cocky as... He well, is. That's who he is, man. Right. That, that's who he is. But, but it backs up by the fact that whether you like it or not, whether it's right or not, he is running an NFL organization. Which He's is amazing. A, he is on one of the most popular shows in the medium and getting paid a million dollars to do it. So don't you think that fuels the conceit? Is he going to sit there and go, maybe I should dial it down or double down? You know, I, I don't like it either. It's not my way, Michael. But all we do is complain about these interviews and these players that don't tell you anything. Tell you what, McAfee's getting his million dollars worth and then some. But those are two separate conversations. Like, we all agree Rodgers is entertaining and compelling. And I think we all enjoy the fact that he actually uses the platform to talk. I think we're all on the same page. I think the discrepancy here is, and I hear what Michael's saying. Yeah. As as great as you are, do you have the equity to act as if this team has only made it to the good places it's been in recently because of you? You haven't taken them anywhere. Nowhere. This team, nothing. Four plays gone. You had a fun an entertaining few episodes of hard knocks. So I I feel like that's what Michael's right. saying. It's no, we yeah. know that he's we know that talent wise he's maybe the greatest ever. But like the assuredness with which he talks, my, you would think Don he already had a ring with Jets. Right, but but even with the the ring aside, and I, and I agree with you, it's irritating. But it's a, it's factual as well. I mean the the report we all agree is correct. That he's the guy that went to go talk to Zach Wilson. Why? Because he's the only one with any kind of credibility to do so in that room. So he might as well be Tom Brady. He might as well have 12 rings in relation to the organization that he's running. If not him, then who? Joe Douglas? Robert Sala? Sauce Gardner? Love him. He's only his second year in the league. But don't you believe Garrett in the phrase, stay in your lane? He's a player. He is Even if he has unbelievable no. power. You know, Aaron Judge has unbelievable power. Does he flaunt it like that? No, but that, because now you just get down to that's his personality. I mean, let's face it, Michael. You know, you don't think Mark Messier ran the Rangers when he of came? Of course, here? but did, did did he talk like no, Rogers? Because that wasn't him. That's not how Mark is. That's not how Eli Manning is. But but that's how Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, honestly, is he? He's probably being true to himself. You may not like it, but at the end of the day, is this going to stand in the way of giving them their best chance to win that Super Bowl? Because uh, opening camp next year. Their best chance to win is going to be him. Hey, it's coming up. The Holiday Show Party, the Michael K. Show Holiday Party. It returns this Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island, with special guest appearances by Wally Zerbiak, Amani Toomer, and Rick DiPietro. Increase your chances of winning one of the holiday giveaways by bringing up the three toys for donations. Mark your calendars and get ready to spread some cheer at the Michael K. Show Holiday Party this Friday at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. Oh, Brought this to you is by so exciting. Momentum Solar, the New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling Traditional Lager and Flight by Yingling, the perfect beers for the holiday season, Security Dodge, visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection and benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. We're from Brian Cashman when we get back from the winter meetings. With the holidays around the corner, get a jump start on the new year by losing a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with nj diet they help you the natural way with your hair and saliva samples along with their bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements where the side effect is weight loss then nj diet uses utilizes dna testing 
to determine your ideal workout regimen and diet to help you keep it off. Best of all, NJ Diet is all natural. None of those injections, no hormones, and no surgery. Full supervision is provided every step of the way, and you even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Locations throughout the tri-state um, are available worldwide with live online video consultations. So call them now, 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET. Go to njdiet.com to lose the weight for good. That's njdiet.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. So winter meetings going on in Nashville. There seems to be a buzz that something's about to happen. But I, I would warn everybody about this. So we're trying to read body language and and obviously interpret words the interesting thing about the yankees is that they're talking so openly about a player on another team which has always been something that's against their rules oh, yeah. i'm not going to talk about that player who's on another team they're talking about soto as if he's a free agent he's not a free agent so that's number one number two when it seems like somebody's really you know they might be trending towards something big happening i want to remind people of one thing Last year on this show, I spoke to a very high-ranking, in-the-know Yankee official. This is after they signed Rodon. Everybody remembers this because I got jumped for it. And they said, there's something even bigger coming. And they said it with such mm-hmm. assuredness. And it didn't happen. And that was about as high from high up as you can be. So they were very, very confident something big was going to happen. And it never did. So everybody pump the brakes just a little bit. We don't know what's going on. Don't read so much into perceived cockiness or the fact that they're talking openly about Soto. Nothing's done at this and, point. And especially with this organization, Michael, like Aaron Boone could have been smiling because they just locked down Yo-Yo Bumchuck and they're really high on him. Like any transaction they make, they're going to feel like they made a good transaction. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made it. Like, so people want to read into the big stuff. They're doing all kinds of little stuff. A lot of things are being accomplished. They could have a great day today at the winter meetings and not anything that kind of moves the needle for fans. I mean, uh, we got to that point where judging the mood of Aaron Boone, who, outside of a tough loss, is usually a pretty jovial guy. The fact that he smiled during a, a, a Zoom meeting tells you that, that, that Soto and, and Yamamoto are on their way. 
Yeah, be and careful Otani what and you're interpreting. Uh, the, the only thing that is startling to me is how openly they're talking about how good Soto is. He, he's a player on another team. That's never done. Now, is that a positive or a negative? I don't like, know. It, it, it I don't could know be what a positive, like they got it locked down, or is it a negative because you know they're not, they're not going to get him anyway, so they don't have to worry about it. I don't know. Now, uh, Meredith Morakovich is going to have a full interview with Cashman on the Hot Stove Show tonight at 10 on Yes. I'll be oh. on the show as well. But he did talk to the assembled media, and we have some of the things that he said. Uh, Brian talked about the left field situation with the Yanks. It's an area of need, so we certainly have started that process of what's available in the free agent market and the trade market, and we have been busy trying to solve that uh, equation. But so far, we don't have anything to show for our efforts, but hopefully at some point we will. Now, it's being reported that the Yankees don't want to trade Michael King, and if Michael Kay was in the position, I wouldn't trade Michael King either. I think he could be a solid number three starter. I really think that's how good he could be. Uh, Brian Cashman spoke about, is King untouchable? You know, I don't think after a year we've had, I've, you know, there'd be very few untouchables. But obviously we value Michael King a lot. He's been a very good player for us and um, certainly, you know, it makes us better by having him here. I mean, that's probably why players like him and others, despite having a bad year, we have a lot of players that teams are interested in. Now he talked about uh, his stance with Otani. It seems like the Yankees are not in on Otani. Obviously, I, I don't want to comment on. Obviously, I, I don't want to comment on all free agents. So, uh, just, you know, obviously, the obvious one is Yamamoto coming over. And in Otani's case, he's a major league free agent, um, and we are certainly. I, I talked to his agent. I would concede that, but leave it no more than that. And teams, by the way, it's it's illegal according to basic agreement. You can't say that you're not in on a free agent. You can't, can't say, say you're it. not in. You so. can't say it, Peter, because that then it devo- it takes away leverage or negotiations for the agent and the player. So you can't just come out and say we're not we're, we're not in on Otani. They'd get zapped with some kind of like grievance or something. But that is so unfair to the fans, though. Well, they're not saying they're in on him, but they they said we spoke with no, him. No, but it allows we definitely the, don't want Otani. But by by saying that you know you're not in on him, that you're saying that you're not not in on him. Well, then, then then people can assume you're in on them, and that's when all the speculation gets crazy with fans. And then when they don't get the player they were never interested in in the first place, they get ripped. I guess that's the price you know, of doing business, but and, then, and, they're just not allowed. And all and honestly, can Major League Baseball get on the stick here? All right. They had the great thing that happened during the lockout where everybody had to sign in a, in a short period of time, and it made for fun, and it made baseball relevant. This piecemeal stuff, man, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's going to work in the markets where guys get signed, but like you got the whole winter meetings, and then it's going to end in January. And then, like, if you go over, if it if happens piecemeal over two months, you're not really getting a lot of bang for your buck, are you? If you're Major League Baseball, I think the, I don't think it's Major League Baseball, Don. I think Major League Baseball would love to say, okay, here's a five day period, everybody go. The the players don't want it, the agents don't want it because the longer that Scott Boris could drag things out, oh. he can get bit. I mean, really, that's that's I know, I know, it's a shame, but it, it but. These other sports, right, Peter? You get you get into these like football, basketball, hockey, free agency, and it all happens within a couple of days. And there's excitement, and it's fun, and then and then it's over. And you saw it with baseball during the lockout when they had no choice but to do it that way, and it was fun. You no, know, it used to be a time where baseball only off season, though the whole hot stove, no more. And they should be owning this week, that's for sure. Uh, well, not if nothing will- happens. Yeah, I know, but they should be. Uh, what I'm saying is yeah. this should be the week yeah. where they own it. Um, Cashman was then asked about Aaron Boone's comment 
that um, Yamamoto would look good in pinstripes. Yes, I would agree with that. You know, uh, you know, I personally saw him. We scout, we've scouted him extensively, and think he's going to be a really successful pitcher anywhere he pitches on the planet. But uh, you know, so he's a free agent. We'll see where it takes us. But yeah, we'll, we've definitely uh, had conversations, and will give us our best efforts. All right. Well, think it's. I think it's. I, I've taken one thing away from these clips of Brian Cashman. Brian, you want you want to go? He's, he's not talking over. as much. He's calmed down a bit. Yeah, yeah. He was more. He's more fun when he's dropping f bombs, right, Peter? Yeah, uh, I mean, I miss him. I, I miss that Cashman. We're back to, we're back to sleepy Tom Bobos. Uh, but two things, Michael. One, do not take offense to this. Nope, not I'm a about concern. to. But Peter, have you ever heard an untouchable described as a really solid third starter? Like, but you really? see how teams don't have starters. So uh, I understand, but you know when you start talking about an untouchable, you don't think of like the third guy in your rotation that could be a really solid starter. That was odd to me. Well, he didn't say well, it was untouchable. No, but that's the, you're you're saying you wouldn't get you wouldn't trade him. I, I would. I, I mean, listen, they want six pitchers, and and they want you to take on Grisham or Cronenworth. Uh, no, no thanks. As great as Soto is, I'm not doing that. Now, if it was Michael King straight up, and I could keep Drew Thorpe, and I could keep Clark Schmidt, yeah, I'd have to think about it. I probably would do that. But I'm not putting Michael King as part of a a huge package of pitchers. No, that's too much. For a guy you only get for one year? And and, and, and the one thing I'll say, because I went through it with the Mets, is that you get these Japanese pitchers. You know it, Michael, too. Maybe it's not always the case, but it does take a little time. So hopefully if he does become a Yankee, don't pounce on him if he doesn't have a great April. Because it they, does, right? They These guys come Tino from... Martinez after a week. I know, so I'm just so saying. They're not listening. They're listening, but they're not, they're not going to listen. Because I saw it with Senga, right? Like early on, he ended up finishing seventh in the Cy Young. So he will eventually be the amazing pitcher everybody sees. But these guys come over, they pitch every seven days. It's different. There'll be an adjustment. That I hope New York, even if he lands with the Mets, I'll say the same thing. We learned it last year that just because he might have a little bit of a struggle early doesn't mean you should be jumping him. Uh, Cashman finally talks about how close is this team to a championship team. I think we have good players. I mean, uh, you know, I do. I think we have good players that, uh, for various reasons, whether it's some of them were underperforming, some of them were injuries. We talked about it in Scottsdale. You know, allowed it to all come together with uh, the year we had this past year. But ultimately, I think we have a chance to be, you know, obviously a really good team with some really good moves. So that's the goal. We're trying to, to make some good additions that will have positive impact and then count on the players that we have currently here that we know are really good to either bounce back or be healthy again. And, and hopefully all those combinations, if they can play out that way, will we'll produce something that our fans would be really proud to, to come out and watch on a daily basis. I think Brian had a talking to. Oh, he certainly did, Michael. That's not... <laughs> this is a complete different guy, and <laughs> I'm, I'm a glad. A complete being. different guy than the one in the, He's back. the GM meetings. Yeah, but, but even... Never mind the GM meetings, Michael. Even in the past, like, he kind of... Eh, we got we got I like our players. We've got a good team. So it's not like our goals, we're going to have a really good team the fans are going to be proud of. Now, not, you, not, you know, as opposed to, well, I'm not about a championship. I'm about championships. We're good enough to win a championship. Like it, it's dialed down a little bit. Are you cool with what David Stern said yesterday that they are not pursuing any third baseman? The third baseman is on the roster now for the Mets. Well, I guess he believes that's his job is to believe, right? Uh, I, I'm not. How could you be completely sold? 
right? You're, 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 if it, was it going to be Beatty? He spent most of the year in the minor leagues last year. Is it? Uh, do you think it's solved? I think the Mets are kind of like in the half-pregnant stage where they want to be competitive, but they're not going all in. Like if they were going all in, you got Matt Chapman there as a free agent. There's trades you could make for a third baseman if you if you like. But the fact that they're going to with Vientos or Beatty tells me that right. you know they're, they're going to make moves, but we want to see what we have well, with the young kids. It's almost like a mission to find out what you have and then hopefully compete. And then if you're in it at the trade deadline, then you can make some major moves because you have money to spend. And that's why I think that they still can be competitive, although a championship's tough. But you, know, you see the Diamondbacks and you know, make it as a, as a wild card. I, I think there's enough talent here that with the right moves they can be competitive, but I, I guess they're they're more circling 2025. Let's be competitive in 2024, but let's not do anything that can damage 25, 26, 27. Now, if something falls in their lap, are you telling me if you end up with Yamamoto that you're not going to go for it in 2024? Let's go to John in Kansas City. John. Kansas City. Here we come. Hey, guys. Um, good afternoon. Um, just wanted to, I know I'm kind of transitioning away a little bit from the baseball no, talk. That absolutely not. But... Absolutely not. Say what you want. All right. Well, um, I just wanted to comment and make a quick statement on what feels like the real lack of leadership that's coming from the top with the Jets organization. I mean, there's definitely blame that could be put on Coach Sala and the players for the buffoonery of the team culture in the last couple of years, but... I really feel that the elephant in the room has to be Woody Johnson being an absentee leader here. I'm not saying that he needs to be a big football-brained guy right now, but what I'm saying is that as owner, chairman, and CEO, he should be making a bigger effort to set an example than he has in recent years. I mean, to me, it's as if he's more interested in the optics of seeming important and the optics of being the owner than actually setting an example for employees, keeping them accountable for the mistakes, and holding them to task. I mean... He should be marching Joe Douglas out every week, making him available to the media instead of just for the bye week. I know that it's kind of customary for the GMs to only do it during the bye or at the end of the season, but he should take that initiative. Put your general manager out there, make him talk about the failures for this season. He should be out there making statements to the media and the fans like Steve Cohen just did with the Mets during this year, acknowledging our frustrations and the exasperation in fairness to Woody though John he, he's out there every week in the parking lot talking to fans he might not be talking to the media but he is talking to fans every day Don you used to see but, him driving around when you did the pregame show well here's the thing about Woody he's a, he's a nice guy he wants to win I, I think you see him on social media he wants to be involved but to John's point there has to be leadership behind closed doors, too. We know he doesn't know football. That's not a prerequisite to be an owner of an NFL team. But a fish rots from the head, right, Michael? If there's a lack of leadership in the room, he's got to figure that out, and he's got to step up. And what would we, if, he, if, if he can go out there and talk to fans, would it be so wrong if he got on the phone and said, listen, the, the, there's, a, there's a dumpster fire in our parking lot here, Joe. Maybe it's time to have a press conference. Maybe you should go on the Michael K. show or issue some sort of a statement. Talk. Let's get out. Let's get our best foot forward here. If you believe in your regime, uh, is, it, is it right to have Robert Sala have to speak to the media four or five times a, a week right after a miserable loss and go on the Michael K. show every Monday and the general manager who's just as responsible for the losses as, as Sala is gets to not say anything? Isn't you it know, funny, one, one too? Thing that, one thing that I, I feel we've mishandled here, 
Let's check in with 45 about Woody, because 45 named Woody the ambassador to London uh, or England. How did that work out, 45? Wishy-washy Woody. (laughs) That's what I call him. He can never be, never was committed, just like this team can't commit to the run of the past. Woody didn't commit. We called him Wishy-Washy Woody. Wow. That's really strong. So not that's not an endorsement, Michael. No, but I, I thought Woody wasn't w- wishy-washy. He was, the, he was the ambassador. Yeah, but I don't know any other words with W. <laughs> so what am I going to say? That's all I got. So, so I'm, we're left to now just connect the dots that that's how you felt about the U.K. if you made him the ambassador. The ungrateful U.K. It was very ungrateful. <laughs> so I gave them a wishy-washy man. Wishy-washy Woody. <laughs> All right, now when we come back, we're going to give away tickets to the stadium series, um, which will be at uh, MetLife Stadium. That should be fun. Uh, but first, um, BetMGM is on the uh, docket for Don. Well, BetMGM is the king of sports books. They unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards every time you make a wager at BetMGM. You can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's must be 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. If you go under the pretense of there's no such thing as bad publicity, it's almost like we're getting worked that the Jets just want to be involved every single day. Now, the reason why it's hard for that opinion to stick is because most of the time, it's god-awful dumpster fire sewage. But if you don't believe in bad publicity, they have completely gobbled up sports radio. For, I would say, the last six months, it's all we can talk about. And I'm really genuinely interested to know whether the general public thinks the way I do. It's like, enough! You're a 4-8 and eight football team. Most of the time, you're forgotten. When you're injured, most of the time, you don't speak. But it's every day something gets leaked. Rogers says something and then they play and then we're reminded what are we doing? And then it starts back up again on Monday. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I, I wow. want to congratulate Don, but I mean, that was said within the first two, two, three minutes of the show. That was the point, God, so we haven't made any good points since then. Well, I think it? it's a segment that Anthony wanted to get out of the way and took care of it it's, ten minutes in. It's, wow. you know, it's like Sixth Sense. You know, M. Night Shyamalan's wow. best movie was his first. Does that make it a bad movie, Peter? Yeah, but it, it kind of denigrates the rest of his... his uh... Well, that's because no other movies were really good, but there were other good points made. Yeah, but no, you, M. Night like Shyamalan has not made a good movie since Six Sense. So we didn't have a good comment since three minutes into the show. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. Why do I feel, Peter, that this would not be his opinion if he had made that first statement? Because that's a fa- what you're saying is true. 
No, no, not at all. You uh, would have still be upset. You would have been upset if that was your take and it came early. Yep. I, I listen. I just care about the show. I think you know that. And I care about the 2024 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series coming to MetLife Stadium this winter for two games yeah. featuring four division rivals. Now, Cincinnati didn't put that much effort into the point guard. Be caller number 250 right now <laughs> no. at 888-987-ESPN. No. No. And you'll win it. two tickets. See the Devils and the Flyers the face hell? off outdoors. 250. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. See the Flyers against the Devils Saturday, February 17th at 8 p.m. And the Rangers versus the Islanders on Sunday, February 18th at 3 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at NHL.com slash Stadium Series Tickets. Uh, we have the um, Knicks and the Bucks tonight. Don... If the Knicks lose tonight, then they play Friday in Boston, yes. a non-play-in game, mm-hmm. meaning that they will play uh, 42 games on the road and 40 at home. And they will play an extra game against Milwaukee and an extra game against Boston. Yep. Uh, more than anybody else they might, they're going to be competing with. Not what you want. Division for sure. Not what you want. I, yeah, and especially in both of them on the road. Like so, the way it would have worked, Michael, is if they had uh, if if the Celtics had won last night, and the Pacers were eliminated from the in-season tournament, then the Knicks would have played tomorrow at home against the Pacers. Right. So so because of a game that had nothing to do with them, they lose a home game to the Pacers and now have to play a road game against Boston. Um, MLB has a draft lottery now. The Yankees had like a zero point six percent chance of getting the first pick because mm-hmm. they didn't make the prize. They didn't. They didn't win. Cleveland won with the first overall pick uh, in franchise history, first time ever. So this is supposed to stop tanking now. I guess you know. In the past, if you tanked, you were going to get the first or second pick. Now you might not. Cleveland wasn't that bad this year. All right. So they didn't make the playoffs, but they weren't awful. Now explain to me why the NFL doesn't have a draft lottery. I don't know. When, when this is the most impactful, well, probably the NBA is the most impactful, but second would be the NFL. I, I think the NFL is pretty close, if not higher. Yeah, but there's still a develop. Yeah, yeah, from a quarterback standpoint, but you can really change everything in the NBA with one player. from mm-hmm. At any position. At any position, more so than the NFL. I mean, yeah, you've got guys that have changed the landscape, but uh, nobody, no, no more, more than a quarterback. Do, do you but, know the, the chance that Cleveland had of getting the number one pick in the draft lottery? What's that? 2%. Wow. That's pretty good. That's, that's clean living. You think the, the envelope was frozen? Do you think the ping pong balls were weighted? I don't know if they're directing the best players to Cleveland, but who knows? No, no, but we got a big ENN coming up. Big ENN. Uh, Well, they say there's no bigger ENN than on a day when Aaron Rodgers speaks and two marquee Italian guests go back to back in the fourth hour. And Eh. and I had a I had a I had a request for ENN. We'll see if it was honored. I can't wait. Hey, the holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code K at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks... 
the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code K at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. And I'm not just reading this. I'm telling you the truth. I actually eat Omaha Steaks. Their burgers, their steaks, they're absolutely delectable. Charlie loves their hot dogs as well. It's just good eating. It's outstanding. So visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use promo code K at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.